Good evening, mm. ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to take seven <laughs> of Meaty Medicine. My name is Dwayne Quadros, and for the first time in the flesh, right here next to me, consuming the very same oxygen that I do, the one, the only, the technological lemon, Kevin Garby. How are you, my brother? I'm so happy to be sitting across from you, Dwayne, in your full resplendence, in your... In your meaty form. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> it's taken 37 seconds and Kevin has alluded to my rotund form. The meaty form, he said. I said no such thing about rotund. I just say a very solid man. And, and yet you are the one chugging back a bottle of solo original lemonade with, with a little care in the world. You know, it is zero sugar, but in saying that, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen someone... In excellent shape, drinking two liters of solo zero sugar. That's true. That's true. My question is that they've taken the sugar out. Mm. What have they added in? It's actually funny you say that mm. because mm. they put fake sweeteners into the solo. Really? And that might come up later because That's, they are oh, diuretics. Diuretics. <laughs> diuretics. That was actually. That was, I swear to God, that was yeah. impromptu. Yeah, that was actually no. It was yeah. impromptu because. The last time we tried to record this was about 10 minutes ago. We actually worked out, now I'm a bit of a technological dinosaur, but we worked out that it was recording through Caven's, what are they called? AirPods? AirPods, AirPods yeah. which were lodged safely in his pocket uh, and very close to the Garvey family jewels. So there may have been some extraneous noises uh, coming through there um, and a few sort of What are you saying about my jewels? Jordan? I think they are just very well protected uh, by the manly thicket that makes you the alpha male of this group. Uh, but no, that was off the cuff and I'm really, really impressed by it. Before we do get to the right. clinical stuff, this isn't a program about clinical accuracy. This is not a program where we get right to the facts. This is a program essentially that helps you and I have a bit of therapy under the guise of education mm. and really talk about life and the mm. struggles that mm. we've been. So the last time we spoke, Kevin, you had um, essentially um, become a palliative care specialist by sending an Iraqi man's car uh, essentially to palliative care by just rear-ending it en route to a haircut mm. at a bougie place that serves mm. carbonated beverages such as beers. How's it been, mate? How's your summer been? It's been good. Uh, nothing too eventful or yeah. quite as traumatic as yeah. um, that encounter with said Iraqi man. Mm. Uh, well, in, to be fair, it's probably more traumatic I was, for him. I was going to say. I was going to say. Um, yes. Uh, no, nothing too hectic. I mean, it's been awesome moving back to mm. Melbourne where mm. we're both at the Ballarat Base Hospital this year. That's so right. We have become neighbours. That's it. Which is insane. I'm living insane. 20 metres from the man. It is himself, insane. from the king of the Kiwis himself. <laughs> That's it. No, you're, at, you're absolutely right. No, and I, I thought often about that Iraqi man um, over, <laughs> over Christmas. We're back to the Iraqi man. Well, I think, I think it was, there were a lot of things that weren't said. But that being said, what we can say about Kevin as I stare across this very, very robust table uh in front of us actually carved from 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 a tree um possibly mahogany i think it, could be mahogany. it is definitely mahogany mm. um and and i look at you 
The one thing I can say about you as you take another unforgiving swig of solo <laughs> sugar-free lemonade is that your hair is looking good. Oh, thank Your you. hair is looking good. And, mm. and look, I believe credit where credit is due. And yeah, I have, you know, roasted your goat a little bit about the driving or lack thereof. <laughs> but I, so, and therefore, I've got to pump your tires as well. And I think whatever, oh, whatever uh, I guess, let's just use the word trauma you caused, <laughs> it was worth it. Because there's nothing worse than just being a public nuisance mm. and writing off a, an innocent man's car mm. um, and, and possibly giving him nightmares than having a crap haircut. Mm, exactly, yeah. exactly. I totally mm. agree, Dwayne. Mm. Mm. What about mm. yourself? How Mate, you look, as you, as you know, uh, I, I got the chance to go back to the homeland and then that's actually where we recorded our first how we were many episodes mm. um and um it was good mate you know mass gatherings um mm. people just just grinding in on each other um you know um just going to weddings and parties and and, and the clubs wow the clubs. yep yep um i don't know if you i don't know if this might shock you um but i'm not a big club guy Really? I'm not a big club guy. How do you manage all this philandering I'm always oh, hearing about? Then? church. I think it's great. No. It's funny because he's not joking at all. <laughs> I was dead serious when I said that. I was dead serious. No, no, no. I, I, I like to frequent the clubs from time to time. Mm. Uh, but what I actually find is it's very hard for me to go to the clubs because I don't like the music. Mm. I don't like the music. There's a lot of uns uns, mm. a lot of dush dush yes. music. And uh, I'm just into the more sort of classical uh, expressions of uh, pelvic gyrations, such as the jive, the foxtrot, the oh, waltz. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I like to take it back, but also, also, I mean, modern music for me, music stopped in 2005 mm. for me. You know, so I think. Um, but yeah, besides that, just just uh, just partying it up. I did notice you're a bit of a disco fan when a bit of Earth, Wind and oh. Fire came on last night. Oh. You were all about. Oh that. God! I mean, and and do you remember oh. the twenty first <laughs> night of September? Um, it, it is a great song. It is, it is a great because it was it was a simpler time, and it was a better time. I think you know, and yeah, um, and true. and there was no such you know fallacies and and marketing uh, shenanigans such as zero sugar <laughs> lemonade. Back then, mate, life had consequences. You want to gouge a liter of lemonade, you deal with the consequences. It's as simple as that. Oh, mate, I'll be dealing with the consequences over the toilet later. Well, Thank you. Well, worry. talking about the toilet, another uh, this man is a weaver of dreams, the loom of the mind, because he has seamlessly brought us to the topic that we want to talk about today, mm. which is diuretics. Why are we talking, Kevin? <clears throat> besides an obligation of a promise that we made in our last podcast. Why are we talking about diuretics today? So I think the reason we need to talk about diuretics is they are one of the most kind of prolifically prescribed drugs, maybe. Mm, um, mm, I expect mm. we will be seeing them everywhere this year um, right. in the hospital and right. patient histories. Mm. Um, because diuretics, at the end of the day, are used to reduce your blood volume. Mm. So they make you pay more mm. to get all that extra fluid out of your system. And... There's a whole bunch of different reasons you would want to reduce your blood volume um, due to kind of a range of different uh, pathologies. Mm. Um, and the reason diuretics are important is that these pathologies are really common pathologies and hence diuretics are really commonly prescribed. Mm. So 
As the man with the vast clinical experience, Dwayne, what springs to mind for you when I say diuretics? Yeah, taking the piss is, what, <laughs> is essentially what happens. I thought I'd just get in there and, and just set the foundations yeah. real strong. Yeah. But no, mate, you're absolutely right. One, one sort of, I guess, disease state or condition, which I think uh, you will see through multiple uh, disciplines in medicine, um, is, is in the case of hypertension. Mm. So in the case of hypertension, an elevated blood pressure, and we've touched on why hypertension, um, or, or rather maybe not touched on why, but we have touched on the fact that hypertension is, is the root cause of so many different pathologies. Mm. I think in episode one, uh, we spoke about strokes. Yeah, um, you know, that's then I stopped paying attention. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> and I think we also mentioned it a few, few uh, episodes later, uh, when we're talking about atherosclerosis. Mm. Um, so hypertension, if we remember blood pressure uh, in itself, you know, the two main contributors to it is your, is your total peripheral resistance and your cardiac output. And when we're talking about decreasing blood volume, uh, in that way you're actually going to decrease your stroke volume, mm. therefore decreasing your cardiac output, mm. therefore bringing that blood pressure down. So I think hypertensive states, uh, whether acute or chronic, yeah. Um, definitely calls for a bit of diuretics to be uh, to be charted. What about you, mate? Anything else come to mind? Yeah, so another use of diuretics that's quite important is any state of edema, like chronic edema. So the classic one is like if someone has heart failure, um, especially left heart failure, what that means is um, the fluid in their vasculature that should be entering the left ventricle is going to be backing up into their pulmonary vasculature so in their lungs and start leaking into their lungs mm. so they're going to have mm. trouble breathing so that's called pulmonary hypertension and edema um and other examples of like edema around the body would be things like portal hypertension if you have like cirrhosis um and that portal hypertension will cause fluid to leak into your abdominal cavity and mm. give you ascites so mm. you have that big ballooning stomach um, that's right. uh, which is fluid not fat and mm. um yeah, another example would be kind of like nephrotic syndrome um, mm. when you, you have all those proteins leaking out so the osmolality of your blood's low mm. so mm. you get fluid leaking out of your vasculature mm. there yeah so that's another case of a demo. so mm. in all of those cases one of the ways to battle the symptoms is to reduce blood volume so yeah. it's not leaking out as much yeah um anything else to it? No, that yeah. was that was brilliant, and and really talking about the uh, the protein side of things, nephrotic syndrome, renal is a huge thing. You know, yeah. whether it's acute uh, renal failure, whether it's a sorry, acute renal failure or injury, mm. or a chronic uh, injury, um, and and in fact, mate, your job for me, um, just to, just to flex the fleeting <laughs> clinical knowledge that I have, is you need to ask me about the sandwich. Later. Oh wow! I want to I want to I want to lay down a clinical pearl Bit of later, mystery. which is the sandwich, because I think it's something that we're going to talk about or we're going to see a lot in the clinical yeah. clinical scene, and this is a bit of a reward mm. for our listeners or at least those who are doing medicine um, <laughs> and, and nursing and yeah. any health uh, things and, and just in general for those even if you're not doing healthcare, yeah. just to drop on your unsuspecting mates at the pub when mm. the banter has has reached an all time low <laughs> to talk about the sandwich and I'll keep you it, are keep in that dire in touch. straits if you're referring well, to our, mod, our podcast. Well, I'll tell you what, band. Dire Straits as it happens was one of the most popular bands uh, that I enjoy. Uh, going to the clubs too songs like mm. Walk of Life songs like Sultans of Swing 
Oh, uh, okay. These are possibly songs that played an integral part in your in your conception. <laughs> so uh, although you may stand here today, Mate. just the, being the alpha male of the twenty uh, of the of, of the twenty first century, um, a lot of men have worked hard, and a lot of women, uh, by extension, have worked hard as well uh, to get you into flesh and bone oh, uh, no as well. You, but no the question. sandwich, and we'll come back to that later. Um, yeah. So we've kind of talked about the indications for diuretics, and if you just want a handy mnemonic, what I think is. Her, so H-E-R, so that's hypertension. Um, the E is for edema, so that uh, includes all those kinds of edema. So mm. pulmonary hypertension, the, um, what else do we have? Like the portal hypertension yeah. Yeah. and the renal stuff. And then R for renal failure. So when they literally like can't pee and all the fluids kind of building up in their body, you'd also mm. want some diuretics, that's chuck it. some diuretics to that. Mm. So H-E-R, her. Yeah. And it's and the E we were saying was the American spelling. Oh yes. Of edema. Because yeah. if you go H O R, that goes to hawk. And that is we don't wanna I mean that's different. That's different. I mean, not saying anything. I mean I'm not I mean, far it be a derogatory it, word. Far far be yeah. it I mean I mean far be it from me to, to cast judgment. After what you claim I was up yeah, to. Yeah, especially in, after <laughs> your summer antics, Dwayne Conrad. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, nah, well. you know what? Maybe we will go with the Australian spelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just that's on good. medicine. But I assume most of you would want to use the American that's spelling it. for this new that's mnemonic. It. That's um, it. Anyway, moving on from the contrived mnemonics, as yes. always. Yes. Um, I like to think of diuretics like Pokemon. So there's kind of in the set. Oh, you weren't a Pokemon man, were you? Mate, I've tried to explain this. This whole week, people have been having pot shots <laughs> at the fact that I don't know much about cartoons mm. and I don't know much about about card, card games, games yeah. and 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 word and and games like Uno. I just want to put this out there. Mm. Although I am only seven years older than you, possibly maybe even six, mm. I belong to a generation of when we had family parties and the kids were together. Mm. There was a very clear distinction where some uh, of the kids or some of the family would mm. stay indoors and play card games and read books and other laborious tasks. Mm. And the laborious, yeah. And the popular kids used oh, to go outside right. and play and play sport. Mm. So, which is why I don't know about stuff like Pokemon and stuff. All I know about Pokemon mm. is there is some sort of rotund cartoon character called Pikachu <laughs> that just loses loses all sense of decorum and, and suddenly goes Pikachu and then there's just absolute chaos that ensues. So I'm gonna let all you take this one. is a very long-winded measly excuse for your horrific performance at Uno a couple of days ago that you've somehow just changed tracks of this podcast. <laughs> well, well, what I'm trying to say is in a way that maintains whatever shred of pride I have left in myself, uh, but also pumping your tires, I'm going to leave you to talk about how Pokemon somehow, uh, through the convoluted tubules of, of your mind, uh, lends itself to this podcast about diuretics. Yeah, look, it wasn't meant to be like a massive metaphor. Well, it is now, brother. Well, what it is now. I was just going to say is it's kind of like four major like players, like right. four classes of okay. diuretics. Or, well, kind of like three but there's like two subclasses of one of them. But anyway, mm. for now, well, we'll kind of talk about four main types. Yep. Yep. Oh no, actually it is four main types. It is Sorry, four main yeah, types. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. what am I doing? You're okay. Right. And the mnemonic I have- That's right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Caven's coming hot with a metaphor that I don't understand. <laughs> 
And like the captain on the Titanic, he has just driven it into a bloody iceberg, and now we're sinking. And all his responses to start laughing. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm getting the life worth out. Um, women and children. So anyway, the, the, the mnemonic... Hang on, did we ever establish what mnemonic actually means? Is mnemonic when you have... I, I believe it's like... I think there's a specific meaning to the word. Are you talking about what the word mnemonic means? So, I'm just going to move on and you'll tell me whether that's a mnemonic or not. Oh, okay, okay. So, what I do to remember the diuretics is I think of this phrase, let's try peeing out. Mm. So, it's like, you know, you've got someone with pulmonary edema, they've got liquid in their lungs, they go, all right, let's try peeing out, which means let's try some diuretics. So, each one of those words stands for a certain class of diuretics. So we've got let's, which is loop diuretics. We've got tri thiazide diuretics. Mm. We've got P, which is potassium sparing diuretics. Mm. And then out, we've got, so O, which is the osmotic mm. diuretics. Yeah. Um, so I think what we'll do today is just kind of quickly chat about each of those four mm. and you know, just give it fairly decent profile of each of them. Hopefully. Absolutely. Whilst you've been whilst you've been laying some clinical knowledge down, yeah. I've actually searched up the word mnemonic. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. It, it, it generally is um, assisting or intended to assist memory. Oh. So you're bang on. Beauty. You're bang on. Um, and yeah, you need to back yourself. Yeah. A bit well, more, so. I I've never heard someone <laughs> tell me that. Uh, oh, you probably heard someone tell you to back up. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying exactly. you need to back, back yourself. Um, yeah. But no, you're right. You're right. Mm. So four classes. And I think before we go into these classes, very quickly, like we did in our previous wildly successful episode about the renin-angiotensin aldosterone oh, yeah. system, is that we want to just zone in on what we're talking about, which is the functional unit of the kidney, because the kidney is important because essentially, like you said at the start, Kevin, we're trying to make our patients pee out. Mm. We're trying to get rid of the volume in whatever way, and the kidney is integral to it. Um, and, and, and within the kidney, um, you mistakenly used the word conglomerate last time, but actually we were just talking about the singular component, mm. which is the nephron. Yes. And this nephron, very quickly, you've got the glomerulus, uh, you've then got the proximal convoluted tubule, the loop of Henle, and there's a thin and the thin, or the descending and an ascending yeah. uh, component of that, yeah. the distal convoluted, and then the collecting duct, yeah. very simply. Now, alongside these, or rather, as we go along these tubules or this tubing, there are different uh, transporters, yeah. there are different channels um, that help uh, uh, electrolytes or ions or substances uh, move from uh, usually be reabsorbed but also secreted yes right um, and essentially what we're going to talk about today is how these diuretics i mean technically three of them really uh, focus in or zone in on different regions and thereby different transporters mm. to bring about their clinical effects exactly yeah yeah so that nephron is essentially the tube that's the highway to your penis or uh, I mean, if you're a male, or yeah. <laughs> why? What is that reaction? You're a medical student, mate. It's the highway to the toilet bowl. Is that better? That's, that's what I meant. That's gender neutral. That's that's what yeah. I meant. That's it. I mean, we've got in trouble before about making managers True. males and making workers females. Mm -hmm. And as a nurse, mate, I feel very strongly. <laughs> right, all my career, I have fought against these walls. Okay, you better wear shoes, Kevin. <laughs> 
because there's a woman in the White House and there's broken glass on the ground, okay? Because there's no more ceilings anymore. Okay, okay, we'll go with toilet bowl. Jeez. So the nephron is the highway to the toilet bowl and along the way you've got this vasculature yeah. Um, yeah. next to it and yeah. they're kind of passing things back and forth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all about kind of influencing those transporters so we can decide... Um, uh, we can kind of influence those transporters in a way to keep most of the water mm. in that highway yeah. to the toilet bowl, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you ready to leap into yeah. diuretics? What's one rule that I want to really nail down yeah. now, and it will work for most of diuretics, is I want people to keep in mind, water tends to follow where sodium goes. Yeah. I want okay. people just to remember that. Yeah. Water tends to follow where sodium goes. Right. So water flows where sodium goes. That's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, like because of the osmotic. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. So let's let's go in straight away. So you said let's try peeing out, L-T-P-O. Yeah. So let's start with the L, loop diuretics. Yeah. Okay. Now, loop diuretics are probably, I would say, in the clinical environment, one of the most popular, if not the most popular, right. widely used okay. uh, diuretic. All right. Um, and, and, the, and the main one I like to say is furosemide or furosemide. Okay. Um, it is a loop diuretic and where it's really going for, it's in the name, it's the loop of Henley that we're talking about, right? So if we zone it on the loop of Henley, like I said, you've got a descending part where you've really got, which is permeable to water, and then you've got an ascending part which is permeable, impermeable to water, but permeable to ions. So there's yeah. a lot of channels essentially that are removing sodium, chloride, potassium, from your tubular fluid and, and, and helping them move back into so your that's blood. that's in the descending tubule, right? Oh, no, wait, No, that's sorry. in the ascending tubule. That's in part. the ascending that's right. tubule. Yeah, yeah. And in the descending tubule, that's where the water moves Perfect. from the tube to the... Um, to the vasorector, which yeah. is sort of wrapped around yeah, all of it. Basically, basically into your body. Correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I just have a little memory hack, um, mm. one of Caven's memory hacks. Mm. Uh, this is actually one of my better ones, I think. So, well, that is <laughs> that is saying a lot. That is, um, yeah. Yeah. So if if you want to remember that frusamide, mm. frusamide mm. is a loop diuretic. Yeah. Just think. Um, so I was quite a deprived child in terms of my culinary choices Fair enough. for cereal. It was kind of like <laughs> cornflakes, wheat bix. Yeah. Kind of the yeah. real. Um, mm. Just, just rudimentary, exactly. you know, common man, yes. common man stuff. Yeah, the yeah. four point five star yeah. health rating. I think that would have situation. been when your family just owned four houses. It would have been <laughs> very, it would have been about? very early in the establishment of the Garby <laughs> Empire. What, what is this terrible chat? Anyway, um, yeah, so I didn't have great choices. And yeah. Every time we walked down that, I was in cold. I'm a Coles man, I'm not a Woolworths oh, man. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Very controversial. Right. Anyway, anyway, every time we walked down that yeah. aisle, mum would be like, cave and go grab the cornflakes and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. And on the way, I'd pass Ooh. that kind of mecca of oh. you know, sugary cereals. Yeah. And the one I always wanted mm. was Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops? Yeah. And wow. the reason I've gone on this conflict, very strange yeah. tangent, yeah. is Fruit Loops, if you think about it, you got so you got frusamide. Right. Wait, is it frumicide or frusamide? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, frumicide, yeah. I believe, is a type of cockroach killer. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah, that, yeah. so you can just think, I uh, think fruit loops, so like loop diuretics, yeah. fruit, frumicide. Frusamide. Frusamide, yeah. yeah. So that's just a yeah. cheeky way to remember it. Just yeah. think fruit loops. Yeah. And then loop is also loop diuretic. I mean, loop of Henley. As you yeah. Said. So yeah. loops, loop, fruit, 
yeah. all happening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, look, as Kevin uh, recovers from that, from that uh, nostalgic walk down to his supposedly <laughs> deprived childhood, uh, and he, as he meandered begrudgingly past the, the sugar, uh, the sugary fruit loops. Um, yes, so fruzamide, loop diuretics, and, and like we're saying, we're just really hitting the alphas of each group. There are multiple drugs yeah, within loop yeah, diuretics, yeah, yeah, exactly. but usually you think loop diuretics, you think fruzamide. Yeah. And essentially, what fruzamide is going to do is it's going to, it's going to inhibit, it's going to shut down that transporter, that channel, which would usually take those ions, the sodium, the potassium, the chloride, yeah. and take them, you know, deposit them into the bloodstream. And like we said before, water flows where sodium goes. Yeah. So if we stop that transfer, that movement of the ions, then you don't really have that osmotic drive to drive that water in. Yeah, exactly. Right? So as a result of that, you're going to have these ions staying in the tubular fluid, mm. and therefore water is going to be staying in the mm. tubular fluid, mm. and therefore you, that's the way that it's going to that it's going to. Yeah, and just a note there, um, because this is the area that ascending tubule is really mm. where um, we take a lot of the ions out to create that really salty environment mm. in the kidney mm. um if you're like disabling that mechanism it makes it really hard in general for kind of your reabsorbing abilities mm. which mm. means that when we get to like the adverse effect a lot of the adverse effects are like um due to the fact that your reabsorptive abilities aren't very yeah. good so Absolutely. that's why you have trouble absorbing calcium as well because mm. your osmotic gradient you normally use to absorb stuff mm. has effectively been disabled That's right. because you're inhibiting that really important um, luminal membrane mm. transporting mm. that ascending loop. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and as a result of that, you mentioned the calcium. The main thing that, that we were always taught <clears throat> in, the nurse, in, in the clinical environment, mm. when anyone's on diuretics, you're always checking the potassium. Because potassium, hypokalemia, uh, is one of the main... Oh, that's I guess, the main... Concept, that's right, yeah. the main sort of uh, adverse effect, mm. essentially. So, of course, all the ions are, are going to be a bit deranged if yeah. you're on chronic or high-dose um, use of diuretics, mm. but especially you're looking for the potassium. Because once you Your potassium, actually, when you look at the range, um, the good range of potassium is 3.5 to 5. So it's not a very yeah. large... Uh, you know, margin for error. Yeah. Whereas with sodium, you're looking at about 135 to 145. So you've got a bit more room to move. Yeah. Um, and, and as soon as you sort of either have too much or too little potassium in the serum, that's when you're running into your cardiac issues and your yes. arrhythmias and start yeah. to develop. So and that is this is going to be a theme that we see with all but, I mean, most of the diuretics, but that's why we've got the potassium sparing type mm -hmm. as well to complement this stuff. But main takeaways, loop diuretics, they're probably like your alpha, Fruit Loops, Caveman had a poor childhood, um, and we're shutting down this transporter. Ions can't get in, um, therefore ions stay in the tubular fluid, water stays in the tubular fluid, you're going to pee out, and you'll tend to possibly probably see some hypokalemia and some hypocalcemia as well. Yeah, as you exactly. About. And just yeah. with the, that adverse effect you mentioned, so the hypokalemia... Um, that, yeah, I, the way I kind of think about it is just if we have our four classes, mm. the two, the first two, loop and thiazide, both cause hypokalemia mm. um, with the arrhythmias, yeah. and then we'll talk about the other two later. But yeah, just think the first two cause hypokalemia, and then obviously that's an issue for the heart um, in terms of arrhythmias. Mm. And um, 
Oh, I don't know if I should go into it now, but basically mm. the first one we mentioned causes hypocalcemia. Yeah. But the second one actually causes hyperglycemia. Calcemia, that's but right. I'm jumping ahead. Should that's we right. talk about the let's, let's go to it. Let's All go right. to it. Okay. So let's try peeing out. We've done the L, which is the loop. Yeah. So the T stands for thiazide. Do you yeah. want to do you want to start uh, conflabulating? About yeah, that glorious yeah. Part. Okay, okay. So thiazide diuretics, they act a bit further down. So we talked about how loop act on the loop. Mm. Um, thiazide acts after the loop in the distal convoluted tubule. And um, it's kind of similar. They in inhibit a different kind of transporter, but this one's a sodium chloride co-transporter. Mm. So it is a very similar mechanism to kind of what we talked about um with the loop diuretics in that it's stopping salts electrolytes being absorbed from the tubule into your what do you call it? like interstitial yeah. space which um uh essentially keeps stops the fluid following the ions out of the tube and it keeps the fluid in the tube so the highway to the toilet um <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, I think, and it, you have that same problem as the loop mm. in that you're going to get hypokalemia. And mm. just the reason that essentially happens is um, we mentioned that in both loops and thiazides, you're keeping sodium inside the tubule. Mm. So what happens is, this is all happening kind of earlier on around the loop or the distal convoluted tubule but then later on towards the end of the tube you have a bunch of um transport uh kind of other what do you call it like exchanges mm. that i think exchange sodium for um what do you call it potassium mm, mm. and now because you have like way more sodium than usual in the yep. tubule yep. it causes this thing called um are sodium loading okay. and then so because you have so much sodium mm. those uh exchanges go yep. crazy and yep. like start trying to take oh, out some of the sodium okay. and, uh, yeah and, and their exchanges to dump the potassium into the toilet that's right, that's yeah right, yeah right. don't know like if it's that worth remembering that but that's mm. kind of why mm. if you're looking for mm. a bit of intuition that's right um so yeah it's actually a very similar kind of situation to mm. the loops mm. except it's adverse effects are mainly uh, other than the hypokalemia. Yeah. Um, the mnemonic is hypergluck, so it's pretty much hyper everything. So it's hyperglycemia, hyperlipidemia, hyperuricemia, and hypercalcemia. Mm. Don't know how big, how important the hyperglycemia and hyperlipidemia. Yeah. The only, the only one I've really taken away uh, from that yeah. has been the gout. Yeah. So that's quite a well, well known thing. And I yeah. was doing a bit of reading. Mm. Um, of my fairy tale books, and after that, I was doing some reading of of, of Amboss yeah. and other you know peer reviewed uh, books, mm. trying to work out how this gout situation mm. happened. So we know that uh, serum elevated serum uric acid mm. is going to pre uh, be, be be quite a driving force yeah. for gout. Yeah. Um, and and I actually I think gout would be a cool thing to do in a later oh, episode. 100%. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that. But we're not going to make any promises because <laughs> the last time we promised the back of the episode, <laughs> yeah. it, Jesus was born and in about eight weeks, Jesus will die and then three days later, he'll rise again. So we we're not going to make promises. We made him before he um, died. He was... He, like, was he, dies on East, he dies and rises around Easter. Yeah, I mean, he dies on Good Friday. 
That's he runs right. on Easter Sunday. Indeed. That's right. Here is Cayman Garvey, a typical <laughs> Westerner who does not respect the religious aspects of Easter, but no, yet yeah, milks I, the holiday that it comes <laughs> with. Thank no, you. I milk the milk chocolate. That's for sure. <laughs> um, that has connotations we won't get into. <laughs> but essentially, why why is the uric acid building up? Because and there's a bit of there's a bit of controversy about right. this. Oh, yeah. But essentially, in the distal convoluted tubule, using thiazides is going to inhibit or impair the secretion of uric acid into the oh, tubular yeah. fluid to be peed out. Yeah. But there is a school of thought that is suggesting that, and I'm not quite sure how the mechanism works, but actually at the proximal convoluted tubule, so well upstream, yeah. well further on, there is an increased reabsorption of uric acid from the tubular fluid back into the bloodstream. Oh, okay? okay. So further up yeah. at the start, whatever uric acid that was supposed to be peed out yeah. Okay. It's being reabsorbed back into the bloodstream. Okay. Yeah. And in the distal convoluted tubule, where it should be saying, "Hold on, let's do another check of yeah. this uric acid, dump it in." Yeah. That's been shut down. Uh, so yeah. as a result, what's the net result? You've got an elevated serum uric acid. Yeah. And that's going to predispose to the hyperuricemia, and then obviously that's the gap. So yeah. although yeah. those are four, I guess it's, a, it's in every textbook, the hypogluck thing, mm. I would say in terms of adverse effects, really, once again, you're talking about the hypokalemia, mm. secondary to the sodium loading, yeah, yeah, and the uh, gout, secondary to the hyperuricemia, okay. um, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And then with the hypercalcemia thing, just because it does cause that elevation in calcium, I think mm. it actually can sometimes be prescribed for people who have osteoporosis mm. um, which is kind of like the other side of the coin to loop diuretics yeah. where if they have osteoporosis it's contraindicated correct because correct it, it's what it causes hypo yeah calcium yeah so yeah the and calcium, that would result in any calcium that's attached to bones having to be leached off and come into yeah, the yeah, yeah exactly. then you're gonna have yeah fragile bones and yeah stuff like that. that was that was that was delicious. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great <laughs> perler. That was brilliant. Yeah, mate. That so was I think at the end of the day, loop and thiazide, pretty similar. Yeah. Both hypokalemia, mm. um, so with the arrhythmia thing, and they're both, uh, but the difference is where the different sides of the coin is calcium. Yeah. And um, I think, I think while they can both cause gout, I think thiazide mm. is the classic Thiazide, yeah, gout definitely, one. definitely. Yeah. And, and one more thing, mate, just before we go on yeah, to the potassium yeah. spearing. Because um, you're usually the, 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 the guy who comes up with you know little metaphors. And oh, yeah, words. Yeah. My sort of memory aid with loop diuretics, yeah. one of the adverse effects with loop diuretics, I remember a lot of our kids in the cancer ward getting with fruzamine was, was uh, hearing impairment because right. it is autotoxic. Yeah, uh, yeah. It affects the hearing. So what I always thought about is that, and this is not through personal experience, but more through my female friends, um, is who wore loop earrings oh. always used to complain that they, after a while, wow. hurt their ears. That's hurt their great ears. One. So loop yeah. earrings hurt your ears. So loop diuretics hurts your ears. That's incredible. Yeah. That's actually such a good one. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank I'm you. actually surprised. Thank you. Well, well, that that it hurts your ears, or that I know enough females to have a randomized control trial and just a general mate, general thing. I'm, I'm yeah. not surprised at all yeah. about your exposure to females. That's mate, it. From what I've heard. That's but, it. Um, let's That's keep it. going. There we go. Uh, so L, loop diuretics. T, thiazide. Now this is where there's a, there's sort of one class but two classes within it, isn't it? Which is the potassium yeah. sparing. I sort think, of how do you want to do this? Should we just talk mainly about... Spyro? Yeah, the yeah, main one. And then yeah. there's another, like, 
less popular yeah, one, I yeah, want to the say. Side, yeah, like the sidekicks. So we'll talk like about it. the main one. Yeah. We're then, about the meat yeah, on Medium Medicine. exactly. There's no place for salad here. Exactly. So let's talk about, about the meat. Stuff. So we'll yeah. talk about the main potassium sparing diuretics. Mm, and mm. Um, yeah, th- its name is... There's a few of them, yeah. but spironolactone. Yeah, spironolactone. Spironolactone. And then you, I think my like memory thing was like the SP, I think, spares. Mm-hmm. So like spironolactones, potassium sparing diuretics. Ah. Yeah, it's not as That's good. tedious. It's a bit tedious. That's tedious, but, but it works. It, it, works, but it works, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you squint a little bit, then it works. Yeah, yeah. and there's... Uh, kind of a bit of circularity here because we talked about uh, the RAS system mm, last episode mm. and this is like the real money shot yeah. because yeah. this is an aldosterone receptor antagonist. Right. So it pretty much just inhibits the RAS, well, the effects of aldosterone. Aldosterone, that that's right. That's we, right. Did, we talked a lot about the effects of aldosterone yeah. and um, basically how it inserts these sodium channels and... Mm stimulates sodium potassium pump so it basically mm. in wait where was that in like the collecting tube yes the yes yeah, tube. yeah yeah so yeah. normally aldosterone is really good at lowering no 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 increasing your blood volume mm. by like kicking all these um transporters off and like yeah. pumping salt back into your body mm. and then the liquid will follow yeah so by stopping that happening by having these aldosterone receptor antagonists yeah um yeah we're just not letting it do that that's so, right that's yeah, right yeah. yeah and and the reason why it's spirit is like you said aldosterone usually drives in normal situations aldosterone is released because there is a hypovolemic state yes, yeah yeah so Sodium gets reabsorbed. Yeah. Water flows where sodium goes. Same, same theory, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, and part of that whole thing is that potassium gets, gets dumped out to be peed out when aldosterone is acting. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah? That's yeah, right. Yeah. So if you shut that whole system down, mm. not only are you going to keep the sodium in the tubular fluid, and therefore keep the water there, but the way that you're sparing mm. it is you're not getting that resultant dumping of potassium yeah. in there as well. So it's actually yeah. keeping the potassium in the blood. Because the classic exchange is, is like when you're absorbing sodium, you're kicking out potassium. That's right. That's so right. Because the one and one out yeah. sort of thing. They're I both think it was like three or two or something. Isn't it like three for two three or something? Or two? I think that because the energy... Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's yeah. the whole reason they do it. That's right. Like that's right. Similarity yeah. gradient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah, because right. I think if you take three sodium in, you kick out two, two. potassium. Yeah. And then the yeah. idea of that is since you have net more charge coming mm. in mm. Not, or like more osmolarity coming yeah. in, the water yeah. follows that way. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we're yeah. cutting that off. So what that's that means right. is the sodium stays in the tube. That's right. Your potassium staying in your mm. body. Mm. So um, highway to the toilet. The toilet. The fluid's going out. That's but right. This one's kind of special in the case, in the, because... You're keeping your potassium. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, mm. what are what are like the contraindications for this? Sir? Yeah. Not so like obviously, that. obviously, because you're keeping the potassium in, mm. um, your your you since the I mean not contraindications. Sorry, did you say contraindications or, like or adverse? adverse effect, yes. Sorry. So whereas hypokalemia was the adverse effect for the loop and the thiazides yeah. because they were losing potassium. Obviously, you run the risk over here if you've got no drug that's helping, I guess, 
the potassium to, to be peed out. You've just got a drug in Spiro that's going to keep storing, 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 or not storing, but stopping the excretion of potassium. You could get into a hyperkalemic yeah. state, yeah. right? So there's a lot of potassium building up, which is why mm. in the clinical in the clinical setting, you will really, really, really see Spiro charted by itself. Right. You'll usually see a charted in association with the loop or a thiazide direct, right. so because that's how they balance each other out. The exactly. loop is the more potent one. It's releasing the potassium, or rather it's, it's favoring potassium excretion, yeah. whereas the spiro is going to be the potassium sparing, yeah. and it's favoring the retention of potassium. Exactly. If that makes sense. Yeah. So yep. you can't, if you kind of dose it correctly, mm. you're keeping your potassium yeah. level. Correct. Strong. And that's why with any patients who are on chronic or long-term use of any diuretics, you're always checking their electrolytes through blood tests. Right. right. Right? Because you're making sure, especially your potassium, but you mentioned before about calcium and stuff like mm. that, that's another ion, that's another electrolyte that's big in terms of cardiac rhythm and, 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 and the action potential of the cardiac mm. myocytes as mm. well. So you always want to make sure that you're doing electrolyte tests, um, usually a small green tube in New Zealand, I think it's the same here, just to make sure that all your urea and electrolytes are in good range because it can be quite a dynamic thing and then you use the word dosing mm. which is what you need to do to make sure that it is not only achieving therapeutic outcome and mm. peeing off the fluid but it's also doing it in a way where you're not being too turbulent on your electrolytes mm. as well mm. Mm. okay i'm pretty happy with that mm. um mm. i think the only other thing to say about potassium sparing one is that there is that other type that mm. act by a <clears throat> slightly different mechanism mm. um where they just directly block those enacs those mm. epithelial sodium channels mm. that are inserted i think by aldosterone so it's like mm. very very similar yeah, yeah, yeah. except it doesn't block the receptor that's it right. blocks the channel that's right so you can imagine it's a pretty similar kind of situation that's right yeah so sodium don't go in water won't flow in yeah absolutely so yeah, I think we've covered so those are kind of like the big ones. One mm. thing I did want to yeah, say, yeah, another man. awesome thing about the mnemonic. Oh, yeah, let's Ooh, try. Pump your own bike, will you? Oh, mate, okay. It's beautiful. Okay. I, I can't remember if it's an original composition. Oh. Uh, I'd like to say it is. Yeah, let's own it. Try own it. Out. I own think it. it is. If the real uh, listeners <laughs> out there, subscribe, sign up, give us a like, and then call <laughs> payment out. Um, yeah, the thing about it is it's actually an order of diminishing order of strength. Mm. So Let's try ping out. Loop is the strongest. Thiazide is yeah. like the second strongest. Yeah. Potassium is like third strongest. Yeah. And osmotic are the weakest. That's right. Um, so what do you know about the osmotic diuretics? Yeah, look, mate, the osmotic ones, I actually in, encountered osmotic diuretics, especially mannitol. Mannitol yeah. is a real alpha example of osmotic mm. diuretics. And it's, it's a huge, huge player when you are administering medications or drugs that are very high risk at causing toxic damage to the kidneys. Oh. So this is quite a common player in chemotherapy. So oh. in chemotherapy, there are obviously different agents um, and, and, and the most sort of, I guess, uh, potent types of chemotherapy uh, are the platins, which yeah. actually cause, uh, they, 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 they compose the platinum compounds. Yeah. So whilst they may be really good for destroying aberrant cells, they can also wreak absolute havoc for in, in the kidney, mm. destroying the tubules, the heavy metal damage. Yeah. So essentially what you want to make sure is that your patient is diuresing really well yeah. 
before you give them the cisplatin, this chemotherapy. Mm. So most patients will actually have a bolus mm. of mannitol to get them to ah, pee okay. out, to make sure that the urine output is really good. Yeah. That, and, and, and urine output as a surrogate marker for kidney function mm. before we give this drug that could potentially destroy yeah. the kidney. Okay. And essentially, mannitol, the way I like to think about it, mate, and because I'm a very simple man. Kaven yeah. is, the, is the genius, is the alpha of this group. <laughs> I like to keep it simple, mate. I like to think of mannitol, essentially, is like sugar syrup. Yeah. Mannitol is sugar syrup. It's going to increase the osmolarity of your tubular fluid. Yeah. And in that way, now, because this is such a concentrated fluid in that tubule, yeah. water is going to... Is going to move yeah. obviously going to try and dilute to try and get that water potential that osmolarity back in check mm. water is going to move from the bloodstream into the tubular fluid exactly. and therefore be peed out it's almost like having extra sodium in that tubule yeah that can't be fucked with correct basically. correct so just, i mean correct. sorry are we, yeah is yeah like well no well not anymore <laughs> not anymore um if we did have listeners below the age of 18 um We'll send out a permission slip. Yeah. But no, 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 you know what? No, yeah. we're being real. Yeah. We don't make... This is, we don't, There's no this, this is some real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is some real stuff. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is like mannitol. Another thing I think with is like... I don't know why, because I think osmotic diuretics are like the weak ones. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. like they have like kind of... They're kind of angry at the other ones. Because oh, they're like small. Yeah. So I think it's like little man Little syndrome. man syndrome. So then yeah. like mannitol, like little man, yeah. little mannitol syndrome. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's like... That's once again tedious. <laughs> Another page in the almanac of tedious metaphors by Cameron Garvey. No, I reckon that's good ads. Yeah. I don't know. I've just encountered, encountered a lot of men with little man syndrome, I feel. Wow. So, and he yeah. makes direct eye contact at me. <laughs> Man, I want to have you know, at five foot ten and a half, and about 220 pounds, I'm not a little man. But just because you're built like a bloody coconut palm and rely on tuna fish and onion to sustain your homeostatic mechanism, doesn't make me a little man. Okay? The Mediterranean diet. That's right. There we go. The Mediterranean diet. So that's brilliant. That's really good. Now, now clinical, clinical uh, scenarios where this is used, mm. once again, I've, I've spoken about the... Um, the chemotherapy yeah. scene or not even the chemotherapy but given any drugs that are going to possibly be nephrotoxic okay. um, I believe sometimes when you have increased uh, cerebral pressure so raised yeah. ICP uh, this is quite a common sort of treatment because essentially mate the way I think about it actually you're right it is little man syndrome because it's really simple it's really simple in the way. It's not going after any ridiculous channels. Exactly. It's not messing with aldosterone. It's not, you know, it's not doing any of that. Yeah. Essentially, it's making tubular fluid more, more, uh, more concentrated and yeah. water's going to follow. Mm -hmm. So any places where you have increased localized pressure, so intracerebral pressure, uh, ocular pressure, yeah. for example, you give some mannitol and it's going to draw fluid out of those regions, whether yeah. locally or systemically, and it's going to obviously encourage diuresis and as a result, lower blood volume. So I think it might be worth mentioning just that the mechanism for mannitol dealing with things like raised intracranial mm. pressure and intraocular mm. pressure yeah. is because that's when mannitol is acting from within the vasculature mm. as opposed mm. to within the nephron. Correct. So when Correct. it's within the nephron, yeah. it's sucking water into that yeah. highway to yeah. the toilet. Yeah. But before that, when it's just floating around in the vasculature mm. before it even reaches the kidney, mm. what it's done is um oh wait um, i don't actually know. no you got it am i right you got it you got it you're on the right track wait you're what am i right track. oh my god let me because i that. think i think what you're saying is in the kidney 
it makes the tubular fluid really concentrated, water's going to follow through, right? Mm. Whereas in other regions like intracranial pressure, intraocular pressure, it's actually increasing the shift of water into the intervascular space. Exactly. Right? Like out of the eye and the head, yeah. pulling it into the vascular That's shot, right. That's and right. Then that and it actually binds it. Yeah. It actually binds the water. You know, and, and then in, in, in a roundabout way, it's going to end up in the kidneys to be. Yeah, treated. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind yeah. of. Yeah. Geez, the boat was teetering there yeah, for a while. Yeah, I was like, the oh boat was teetering Lord. there for a while. Usually this happens to <laughs> I was me. like, Jesus, take yeah. the wheel. That's and well, oh, and now I... Jesus comes back into the play. He gives you holidays. You don't even know when he's born. You don't even know, oh, it's Easter when Jesus dies. No, mate, you know, and meanwhile, meanwhile, Christians around the world cringe. Whilst they listen to this podcast, but you're absolutely right. So in the serum, it's going to pull that fluid through, take that fluid out, decrease intravascular, uh, sorry, decrease intracranial pressure, intraocular pressure. Yeah. Whereas in the kidneys, it's really like we've said, concentrate the tubular fluid, water will follow, pee it into the toilet bowl, mm. or on the field. I mean, oh, well, let's well, not assume that. Not let's not assume the general demographic of our listeners. We, yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And actually, now that we're talking about kind of osmotic gradient, mm. to bring it back to our comment about the solo zero sugar at the beginning. Yes. So what you find in a lot of these zero sugar drinks, which I am a staunch advocate yeah. for, I've sampled yeah. the entire Coles Isle <laughs> of home brands. That's right. That's right. It's product. like a soft core rebellion to your mum saying you couldn't have fruit loops as a child. <laughs> Mate, that's you it. are you are. You've hitting, got you've got some different. repressed. You've got some sort of like repressed need for autonomy over your consumption. <laughs> but I want to maintain the coconut tree physique. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the re- the way um, they kind of get around having you know glucose mm. is they'll use these kind of sweeteners mm. that still are active in an osmotic way. So what yeah. that means is when they're passing it through your GI tract, yeah. that osmotic gradient across between your vasculature and your GI, mm. um, they'll suck water into your GI, and that's why mm. you get really bad diarrhea. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, as I can tell you firsthand, and my housemates can tell you firsthand, (laughs) unfortunately. That's it, that's it. Um, Yeah, I think that kind of brings us to the end. To the sandwich. (laughs) Oh, to the the sandwich. The sandwich. This is a clinical perler that I'm going to lay on you, Kevin. And if you, I mean, and you're already a part of medical royalty. Yeah. Right, as just in terms of your, 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 your vintage. But the clinical sandwich, here we go. You've got a patient who's food overloaded, mm. okay? The natural thing would be to put them onto diuretics, to put them onto fruzamide, right. okay? So I had this patient once, this young kid, who was fluid overloaded, and we, we gave him fruzamide, and it did nothing. Oh. It didn't increase his urine output at all, and right. he actually kept retaining fluid, his weight kept going up and up and up yeah. and up. So I thought to myself, I mean, by mean I, I mean the clinical team, not just me. I wasn't just here perched on a stool in the pediatric oncology ward <laughs> postulating as to what was going on. But so what we did was we increased the dose of the fruzumide because it was mm-hmm. a weight-based dose. No P, no P, no P. Right. So then when you run your serum electrolytes test yeah. to see your electrolytes, what we realized is that his albumin was really low because he had nephrotic syndrome, ah, right? Okay. So essentially what was happening was, out, without any albumin, you lose that colloid pressure, mm. and although he was fluid overloaded, all that fluid oh, wasn't hell, in yeah. either his blood vessels or his tubular, it was third space. Oh my God, yeah, right? it, yeah. it had gone into all those spaces between... Did he look the kind of like... Edematous. Yeah, yeah, he well, did. Did you say flabby? Well, I mean... He yeah. was a rotund child. Yeah. <laughs> 
He was a rotund child. He, he I'm actually, not trying to have he, a barbed There we go. There we go. Benny, if you're listening in New Zealand, Caven called you fat, essentially. So, so this is what was happening. So although we were giving him the drugs to get... You know, to, to inhibit those 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 transporters, and yeah, that's right. Mm. And to get fluid going from blood vessel to kidney, to or rather to just keep it in there, yeah. right? This had not this has not even gone like main road or highway. This had gone off ramp, crashed. All his fluids yeah. in the side street. It's in the side and street. You're trying to get it from the highway. That's into right. The toilet. That's right. Yeah. So this is where I learned about the sandwich. Oh, so fruzamide okay. usually is active for six hours. Okay. Okay. So what you actually we had to do with this kid is we had to give him an albumin sandwich. So the first thing we did was we give him albumin. Okay. Okay. An albumin transfusion. Oh. What that's going to do is draw all the fluid from mm. the interstitial spaces back now into the vasculature. Yeah. Okay. Or into the tubing, into the real thing. Yeah. Then you give him the fruzamide. Yeah, what is it going to do? It's now going to get that highway flying yeah. through, right? And after the fruzamide, we gave him another top-up of albumin just to make sure, uh, yep. because he was so albumin depleted, wow. that, okay, let's make sure that there's no more interstitial fluid around. So if you're in a situation, that's yeah. the sandwich. Albumin, fruzamide, albumin. Is that albumin an injection? Or is yeah, it yeah, so it's actually an IV. It's like an IV drug. Oh, How yeah. you give a blood transfusion, yeah. you give albumin. Wow. So whenever your patient is fluid overloaded, make sure that they're not third spacing because that's what you call it. Third right. spacing is what happens often when your albumin is low, you have a loss of colloid pressure. Yeah. So essentially your fluids are essentially going to be leaking out yeah. into these weird, obscure places. Yes. So that's why even if you diurese your patients and they're getting limited urine output and you're not getting the results, mm. but you're just getting the adverse side effects, you're yeah. suddenly getting autotoxicity and stuff yeah. like that, make sure you check the albumin Right, because that may be the issue. So that, there is your that sandwich. That is meaty. That, that's as meaty and as it gets. Yeah, I mean, why? They, he could just... If you want to restore albumin, mm. can you just eat heaps of like meat? Or is that... I think you can, but yeah. then you're just going to get absolutely constipated. Couldn't oh, you? Couldn't you? Like, yeah. you could. And then to, to ease that, you're like, drink more water, but now you're getting more fluid over. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, I mean, in the oncology unit, we did have two ways. One was to give them a lot of meat, and one was to give them albumin. And I think, <laughs> given the neutropenic stance, uh -huh. we went more with the albumin. Right, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was a marginal that. call. <laughs> it was a marginal call. We did have a butcher on the MDT, uh, but, but we went with that. So, there's a bit of a clinical pill. Right. I hope that, that is a massive that, that, that's huge. That's sandwich. Huge. And I hope to mention that on every ward round that we go on, yeah. in the hope that it will mask my... The inadequacies as a med that is just so and then incorrect. hopefully one day it'll stick <laughs> there we go wow i guess what that's a, us that is that was a good app that i feel good. like i'm really on top of diary that's it now. that's it yeah. that's it well mate i guess all that's left is to thank you yeah to thank you for your for the camaraderie no, for the support you. and for your presence oh, and um mate. And we will be back to all our listeners. Happy New Year. We're, we're <laughs> approximately the better part of 37 days into the new year. COVID, if anything, has got worse than <laughs> has got better. But one thing will never change, and that will just be the sheer inaccuracy and the high-pitched laughter oh, that nice. Medi Medicine will the both generate and inspire. We've had to install a noise gate. <laughs> We've had to level things out. Because <laughs> my laugh causes much... Like kind of static. That's so right. That's hopefully right. it's a bit more bearable today. There we go. Um, there we go. But I guess that's us. Mate, amazing to right. you as always. I'm going right. to head to the toilet. I'm going to head to the gym. <laughs> and we will see you next time, brother. See you next time. Thank you.